What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Oh, biggest night of the year. Let us all give a cheer. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? It is. It's WrestleMania weekend, baby. Oh, yes, sir. I mean, it's not the typical WrestleMania. It doesn't have all the hype around it like it normally does, but it's still WrestleMania. Yeah, it is. And, you know, night one was tonight, and, you know, it's it's been pretty interesting you know, of course, no crowds, you know, take a little bit to get used to. But, you know, once you're used to it, I think that it doesn't really take that uh, big of an effect away from the show itself. You know, there's still good matches. Yeah, we're going to uh, we're gonna talk about the full-length WrestleMania on the next episode. Right. But today we're going to do our favorite WrestleMania moments, matches, uh, you know, all the, all the WrestleMania things that we know and love and all of that. Yes, sir. Um, I want to kick off the first thing by asking the first WrestleMania question. Who is your favorite Hall of Fame moment? Because uh, the Hall of Fame normally would be the night before uh, TakeOver. Right. It would be Hall of Fame, TakeOver, and then WrestleMania. But this year, the Hall of Fame has been canceled. TakeOver was canceled. Right. So, um, who was your favorite Hall of Fame moment? Tough one. Uh, I really like Jake the Snake speech. You know, he talks about coming back from where he was. Yeah. And he talks about, you know, hitting rock bottom. That and was, then that was a Making moment. his way back up. That you was know, a moment. To I see love Jake, Jake To see Jake come out, period was a moment because we all thought that, you know, he was going to perish away eventually, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because he was big on drugs and, you know, all the things. But Jake the Snake inspired a lot of people. He did. I mean, in a time where where you, all they do is yell and scream and, you know, be all hyped up on energy. Let me Jake, tell you something, brother. <laughs> Jake the Snake wasn't, you know, he was he was he made a standout. You, yeah, he made in his you era. shut up to hear what he was saying. Right, Jake the Snake, in my opinion, was a standout in his era. You know, he was unique. He was probably one of the best ring psychologists there ever was. Yeah, and to see him come back to AEW was a moment for me too, because yeah, like absolutely. he said, he said I used to bring the snake to the ring to make you focus on the bag, but once you focused on the bag. I got you. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely has he definitely still has all that mic skills he used to have back in the day. Really under really underrated promo worker he is. No, I, I wouldn't say underrated at all. I mean, he doesn't get the type of uh, credit he should for his promos, though. You know, I feel like sometimes he gets overshadowed by Hulk Hogan or Macho Man or Flair. Rick Flair, or yeah, the people talkers, like that. the loud animated right, guys, right? The people that go all crazy and stuff, you know. But he didn't have to do all that stuff, you no. know. He was silent but deadly, as yes, they say, just like a snake. Yeah, <laughs> just like a snake. Um, I, I, I have two. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite Hall of Fame moments was Razor Ramon. Love Razor. Because that line still lives in my mind today that he said. When he said, uh, you know, uh, the times they go, you know, all that stuff. When he was like, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That line still lives in my mind. Yeah, Razor's and, uh, one of my favorites and never held the world title. And from where he came from, Razor was in a wheelchair. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. When DDP got to him and, you know, when he started doing a DDP yoga, uh, us fans are the ones that helped him get the surgery that he needed. And he was able to come back and the next year he was at WrestleMania walking down with the NWO. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of my favorites. But I think my all-time favorite was probably The Ultimate Warrior because it was so prophetic. You know what I'm saying? It was uh, it was like he was a prophet prophesizing his own death because he came out, gave this awesome Hall of Fame speech, then came out on Raw, gave this awesome speech on Raw about mm -hmm. how the warrior lives in all of us mm -hmm. and died the next day. Like, I still cannot wrap my head around that. Like, that is just unreal to me. Like, I, I, I just don't get it, you know? Like, it, it's like you said, it's like he knew... It, like he knew he was getting ready to to die, yeah, you know, to, to die, and then he comes out there on Raw and gives uh, the inspirational speech, and that you know, he gave. gives us his last words, and that's what it turned out to be. It turned out to be his last words to the world, and you know, the the warrior lives in all of us. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It was it was just so prophetic. It was like uh, it was like he was just predicting that. He was going to die, and he was giving us something to live by. Mm -hmm. And that's got to be probably one of my favorites of all time because it was just it was just so wild the way it ended up happening. Right, right. Which was crazy to me. Um, another Hall of Fame moment that I'll never forget is Mr. T and his mama. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was classic. That really is Mr. T and his mother. Well, it was a great speech, you know, very heartwarming, very, very long, very emotional, very long. Yeah, it was pretty long. <laughs> very funny. Uh, but yeah, the Hall of Fame, and and I'm so sad that the Hall of Fame isn't gonna happen this year. Because I was really looking forward to seeing the British Bulldog get inducted. Yeah, it, it sucks. It definitely does. It really does suck because the British Bulldog, the Bella Twins, Batista, the NWO. JBL. JBL. Like, all these people, they really deserve it. You know? Yeah, they they really, it's especially the British Bulldog. Like, though. it's been a long time coming, coming. for Bulldog, and, and I never understood why I it was, was never in there. one of the ones who signed the petition online to get the Bulldog inducted into the Hall like, of Fame. I, I never understood why he was never in there, you know? Like, he's one, of them, he's one of them guys that, like, okay, with all the other ones that, you know, the big cases that you think, you know, why aren't they in there? People like Owen, people like Benoit, are, you know, people like maybe even China. You know, there's a logical reason behind them not each being one in of there. Them. Yeah, there's a logical right. reason behind each and one of I them. I don't know the reason for Bulldog. I didn't either. Like, I don't know but why he wasn't in there. I was so happy to know that he was going in, but the simple fact that it got canceled just really, like, it's just a curse. Yeah. Like... You could you could never predict these type of things, man. Nobody knew that it'll be a, a pandemic around this time. Yeah, we're but. living through a pandemic right now. Like as sad as it is, and as terrifying as it is, this is history. Like I've never lived through something like this. No, I I don't. I mean, I know people have, but I'm saying we never thought that we'd see right. it in, in our, our lifetimes, lifetime. right? You know. 
You know what I mean? So uh, it's one of those things, man, that even though uh, you want to see this stuff so bad, safety is always the first precaution, especially Absolutely. when it comes to wrestling. And I just want to give a big shout out to WWE for still even putting on WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, I think they say it all. They said it tonight, you know, that their goal is to entertain us for a little while and to you know, make us forget what's going on in the world. And for that, I am very grateful. And I was so happy. Yeah. I was so happy. But we'll talk about all <laughs> that on the next episode. All right, all right. Okay. Right. Um, let's get into some of these matches. Yeah, let's let's get into it, dude. All right. Uh, you want to go first? <clears throat> um. I'm going to start from way back when. Okay. Um, when I first started watching wrestling, I remember 1985, mm-hmm. laying in my mom and dad's bed, watching WrestleMania 3. I was... I know where you're going with this one. I was enamored with the Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat. Mm-hmm. I was so... Like, they were superheroes to me. Yeah, I could. And if you watch that match today, it still stands the test of time today. Like that match is one of them classic matches that, you know, it's just one of them old ones that, you know, because the old school wrestling is not really known for having great, great matches. It's not known for having flying or technicality. It's more about, like, the show. The big brawls, you know what I'm saying? The muscles, the Mm -hmm. giants and all that stuff. And these two guys. Right, Macho and Steamboat. Those two are definitely, that match was definitely ahead of its time. You know, it's a gym in that era. It really is. It it really, really is. Mm -hmm. And you can put that match on today against any of these matches that are happening today. And it, and it still real, stand up. really does still stand up the test of time. Mm. Those are two guys. And I remember when Steamboat wrestled at WrestleMania against Jericho. 25, yeah. It was him, Piper, and mm. Flair, right. I believe, I think against Jericho. Flair or Snooker, Jimmy Snooker. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, Piper, Piper uh, Snooker, and, and Steamboat. Steamboat. Right, and Steamboat was still putting on and great matches. Steamboat was the last guy in there, and I'd be damned if he didn't still have it. Like, he had a great match with Chris Jericho. And, you know, it's not really saying a lot, a lot, a lot, because Jericho it is Chris Jericho. He is you know? one of those guys. He that can, can make just about anybody look good. He cut a promo with a fucking drone, dog. <laughs> but Steamboat definitely still... Looked like he could still go in there. And, and he did. And he had a one-on-one on that Raw with Jericho. Right. And it still stood the test of time. You know, I think that... He was in his 50s at the time. Jericho's definitely uh, the right guy to put him in there with us to, to show what he still can do and everything. My God, man. Ricky Steamboat and Macho Man Randy Savage is one of those classic matches that you can put on for anybody. You know what like, I mean? it was... There's a couple of when 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 you run into people that don't know about wrestling, there are a couple matches that you can put on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean to show them this is what you're missing. That's one of those matches. And if I'm not mistaken, it was the first really, 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 really great match in WrestleMania history. You know, it's like that's early enough. WrestleMania three. Yeah. You know, and it was. It's awesome. just a classic. Awesome. What about your modern era match? 
I mean, golden era match. Golden era match. Uh, well, I just recently watched this one back because it was on the WrestleMania, greatest matches of WrestleMania. And I didn't think I would enjoy it, but I did. Uh, Hogan and uh, Andre the Giant. You know, it's like, it really was two great forces getting in there and going at it, you know. Andre pretty much manhandled Hogan the entire time. That face-off, though, dog, like at the beginning of the match, and... The crowd was going bananas. Good Lord, you, you could just feel the atmosphere. And yeah. they really did it right. You know, Hogan tries to lift him a few times and falls backwards. He can't get him off his feet. He can't get him off his feet. And then there comes the big slam. And the roof just came off that place, man. It exploded. Yeah. we Because nobody could believe it. Yeah, I mean, that was a... One of the uh, one of Hogan's big Superman moments. Yeah, it was a super, super, super right. moment. WrestleMania three. That was that that one is still being played. What some thirty some odd years later. True. And it's true. still like on the highlight reel. Like when you see the then now forever real mm-hmm. line. That's one of the first ones they show. Mm-hmm. Is that and Hogan has a lot of those moments. You know what I'm saying? But that one. That one really sticks out. Really sticks out to everybody because that was like world renowned. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the story behind that because Andre was undefeated for 15 years. Right, right. I remember uh, Jesse the Body uh, Ventura in uh, Gorilla Monsoon talking about that, how he's been undefeated for 15 years, never had a title shot. And he's like, you... You only want to be my friend because you don't want to fight me. And Million Dollar Man and Million Dollar Man kind of gave him, I mean, Bobby Heenan kind of gave him that that push like, bro, you can smash Hogan. You need to just stop being his friend and <laughs> challenge him. Challenge him. Bobby can make just about anybody he work look, ripped look great. Hogan's uh necklace and shirt off and <laughs> stuff and he's like, I'm challenging you for the world title. Right, and he and I remember Ventura like, "Are you gonna face Andre at WrestleMania?" And Hogan's like, "Yes." Yeah, uh, some of that excellent promo work back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it was so dramatic. It right. was so dramatic, and but Andre coming down in the in the the ring, you know, carrying him down to the ring, and Hogan with this big ovation that he always gets. And then that face-off, dude, like, that face-off is legendary. Because mm-hmm. Andre was, like, looking down on Hogan. And as big as a guy as Hogan is, mm-hmm. it made you realize how big Andre really was. Right, because Andre towered over Hogan. And Hogan's, like, a 6'6", six, six, like... 275 pounds, like, he's jacked. Jacked with muck. Jack, and jacked. Andre was looking down on him, like... He dwarfs Hulk Hogan. My God. I mean... I can hate Hulk Hogan all I want to. Mm-hmm. But that's history right there. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can think whatever you want about Hogan, but he did pretty much put WrestleMania on the map. I mean, he I was in the main event of the first, first three. Nine. He was in the main event, of, main event of the first nine WrestleManias. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think 
I think it's in the pretty safe argument to say that Hogan did kind of build the foundation for WrestleMania. Yeah, it's like, safe to say that. Like it's we safe can to say think that. whatever we want about him, but I don't think we'd be here without him. Not at WrestleMania. Definitely, yeah. Because uh, even though WrestleMania Nine was supposed to be Luger getting his shot, then mm-hmm. Brett getting his shot, Hogan still ended up with the title at the end of the shit. Was that nine? Or was it 10? It wasn't 10 because Brett won the title at 10. It must have been 9, yeah. Yeah, it was 9. Yeah, because Luger and Brett both eliminated each other at the right. Royal Rumble at the same time. Luger gets a shot first at Yoko. Mm-hmm. Then Brett gets his shot and Fuji throws the salt in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And then Hogan's out there bitching. And, right. he, and Fuji challenges Hogan on the spot. Hogan mm-hmm. still ends up with the title at the end. Like, that was unbelievable. <laughs> Three title matches in one night, and Hogan still ends up with the title. I, I, just, I can't explain it. <laughs> Hate him all you want, but he's history. Yeah, he is. Hogan is a big part of, wrestling, part history, of wrestling history. Period. You know what I mean? All right, so, what about moments from the golden era? Um, My favorite moment from the golden era has to be macho man wrestlemania 5 i agree with you a tournament to crown the champion because andre won the belt from hogan tried to give it to the million dollar man Mm -hmm. they say you cannot do that the belt is now vacant and uh they have a tournament at wrestlemania to crown a new champion million dollar man versus macho man in the finals Macho with the big elbow. Boom. Three count. Who's out there to congratulate him? Hulk Hogan. Of course he is. (laughs) But, yeah, I agree with you. That's my favorite moment, too, you know. If I was a a really big fan of of just about anybody back then, it was Macho Man. Like, that guy was ahead of his time. Like, he could have gone, like, today or something. Like, he was that ahead of his time. He had the promo skills. He he could wrestle. He could he, he could entertain fly. a crowd. He could do just about anything. Yeah, he he had it. Uh, Macho Man was one of the greats. Uh, another one of my favorite moments, which I can't overshadow, was uh, Hogan Warrior WrestleMania Six. Yeah, I remember that one too. <sighs> Man, that was now that was the Intercontinental Champion. Versus the world heavyweight champion. Like, you don't get no bigger than that. It, two guys who seemed unstoppable at the time. Mm-hmm. Hogan looked unfucking beatable, my guy. And good lord, did you know the Warrior looked just as unstoppable? Yes, he did. The Warrior looked just as badass. Another face-off that's epic. It is. Epic among time. Mm-hmm. Hogan hits hits the leg drop. Warrior fucking kicks out. Nobody's ever kicked out. Nobody. Hogan goes for the leg drop again. Warrior rolls out of the way of it. Bounces off the rope. Hits the big splash. Three count. Hogan kicks out after the three count. Like what? What What happened? (laughs) It was like three point two, and then Hogan kicks out. Yeah, and uh, Warrior is the Intercontinental Champion. And the world heavyweight champion at the same time. Like, this stuff, they called it the golden age of WrestleMania for a good reason. Like, 
That's when wrestling was at its highest, you know? I don't think I don't think that's true at all. Like when it but, comes to But that's back when everybody thought wrestling was real. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought like there was no fourth wall being broken. You lived your gimmick. You were who you were on TV. Like there was a bro- uh, this sense of brotherhood in wrestling that d- I don't think it exists anymore. And there's no internet to ruin things yeah, for you. No internet to ruin it. Everything was a surprise back then. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't. Nobody knew results. Nobody knew who was debuting. None of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then. Another part that people like breeze past is that fucking long ass rampway <laughs> that the warrior had to run down. Damn. I'm he sure he was blown. Him, I'm <laughs> sure he was blown up by the time he got to the ring. Like before the match starts, you're already winded, bro. <laughs> like you got to run down that rampway and everything. The one thing people always say is, well, Ultimate Warrior was the worst wrestler back then. Possibly. But he was one of the greatest characters ever. I mean, he was... The the guys back then were larger than life. They didn't have to be good wrestlers, you know? They were that charismatic. They could hold the attention of the crowd. Like, they were larger than life. Right. His, his promos never really made sense, but the guy was... Like, you're into it. Kids wanted to be him because he was like fucking Ninja Turtles or Superman or Spider-Man or any superhero you could think of. The Ultimate Warrior was right there with him. (laughs) Like, you know, even if you couldn't really understand what he was saying sometimes, you know, sometimes the promos didn't make sense. He were into it. He was was that captivating that you were hanging on his every word, not understanding what he's talking about. For God's sakes, he looked like a human action figure. That's the thing. Like, in-ring work didn't really matter at that point, you know? It was no. all about being larger than life. It was all about having great characters. Hogan said it. He said, I got three punches, a boot in the leg. That's all I got for you. And it's all I really needed, you know? And Warrior had three punches, a military spl- press, and a splash. Yeah, I mean, wrestling was definitely a lot different back then. I feel like WrestleMania 10 was when the guard kind of changed. Yeah. With Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in the ladder match. In that ladder match. I just watched that ladder match earlier today. Really great match. Really pretty much paved the way for other other ladder matches, you know? And, I mean, they've had ladder matches before. Mm -hmm. But this one, Shawn could have wrestled a pumpkin. And it would have been an incredible match, dude. Lucky him, he had Razor, who was no slouch himself at that time. Razor was a technical genius, and people always breeze over him a lot. I mean, it's because they remember the Scott Hall from WCW and not Razor Ramon from WWF. In my opinion, those are two different workers. Yeah. You know? Scott Hall had really kind of diminished himself by the time he got to WCW. He was getting paid all this money to pretty much do nothing. Yeah, he didn't have to go in there and wrestle, you know. He didn't have to go in there and show off for anybody, you know. He's getting paid either way. But WrestleMania 10, uh Sean and Razor in that ladder match, man, there's so many great spots in that in that match. Like I mean, the big splash off the ladder when he yeah. rolled the ladder down across his chest. Mm-hmm. Uh him and and, and people don't remember 
Razor won that match. Right. Sean didn't win until the SummerSlam ladder match. Right. Now, even the ending of the match was pretty cool. You know, Sean gets thrown off the ladder and gets tangled up in the ropes versus his leg and then his arm. And then the whole time, Jared King Law was yelling, Gay referee, untangle him, untie him, untie him. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Even, and then he finally gets there, but it's right after Razor brings, brings down the belts. Like, that was a classic ladder match. Another classic match from WrestleMania 10 was definitely Bret and Owen. Bret and Owen did that thing. Like, that could, in my opinion, that could go down as one of the best wrestling matches in WrestleMania history. Like, technical wrestling. Like, Bret and Owen showed off. Wrestling, uh, brother versus brother. It had everything that you wanted in a storyline, a mm-hmm. wrestling match, and an ending. Yeah. I mean, because... Because back then, nobody thought the Rocket could beat the Hitman. And then Owen rolls him up. One, two, three. And Owen Hart wins that match. Like, that was that was unreal. Like, Owen was made in the shade after that match, in my opinion. Like, that really helped boosted him up. I was always an Owen fan anyway, because Owen was the kind of the flyer. He did, like, the missile drop kicks. He was technical, <laughs> but he could still fly at the same time. And he was, like, uh, he was tired of being in Brett's shadow. Yeah, I always preferred Owen to Brett myself. You know, Owen was more entertaining in the ring, in my opinion. You know, Brett, he's a technical master, but yes. if he's not working with the right person, that can get kind of boring at not, times. Not to me. Not to me. I felt like <clears throat> Brett always had classic matches, no matter. I mean, don't get me wrong. He definitely did. Like, a lot of these WrestleMania classics are with Bret Hart. Yeah. Um uh, No matter where you want to go back to, Brett's always been one of those guys that <coughs> sorry that uh has all these classic catalog matches whether it's him and bulldog or him mm. and owen or him and austin or mm. any of that stuff uh Brett's one of those guys that you can always go back into and say he had great matches and owen is the same way to me yeah. because owen was such a great worker like when he hurt austin he knew austin was hurt so he lollygagged and walked around the ring yelling at people and yelling in the audience and saying it's over mm-hmm. and just to give Austin enough time. And Owen probably was one of the only people that had enough charisma mm-hmm. to keep the crowd engaged. Another while, reason why I like Owen over Brett. While Owen we knew was something was wrong. On the mic. Y- yeah, Owen, Owen was hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> guy. My guy. My I guy did was. It. Woo you so fast. <laughs> I'm a black heart, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Owen was hilarious. And, uh, yeah, Owen and Brett always would stand the test of time. Um, and then came the changing of the guard. You know what I mean? WrestleMania 10 was when things started really, like, taking off, taking off. Mm-hmm. Um, we started really noticing these uh great matches that people were starting to have right because then came for me wrestlemania 12 was the big one brett and sean for me brett and sean the iron man match was insane to me that was that is another one of the matches that will go down as one of the best wrestling matches in wrestlemania history like nobody thought that they could go an hour like 
that was unheard of over back in the an day. hour over because an of hour. sudden death. Yeah, like a minute or two over an hour. Like I think that was unheard of back in the day. Like you didn't see hour long matches because you didn't think the people could do it. You know, you didn't think people would be able to stand an hour long match. But Brett and Sean had a way of making it, making it so interesting and so captivating to the point where at the end they were tied. Zero, zero. Like, nobody got a pinfall. Nobody got a pinfall. Our submission. And Sean was in the sharpshooter for, like, 45 seconds or something. Yeah. Like, a whole minute of the of the last of it, Sean was in the sharpshooter getting his back tore apart. And that's part of the reason I think his back was messed up by the time we got to 14 was because of Brett. Yeah. Brett sharpshootered that man so many times <laughs> and so hard. Yeah. yeah. But the boyhood dream. It happened. Like, that's another big and WrestleMania moment. Everybody knows that Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler of all time. Of mm-hmm. all time. And that match, dude was in, incredible. It was it was great. It was one of those matches that even today you can go back and watch it and you will still be in awe of what they were doing. Yeah, most definitely. That one was also in the top 10 WrestleMania matches that they had on the network. I just watched yeah. that one too. It yep. was great. Yep. And then after that, I started noticing the streak. Did you? I did. Because at WrestleMania 13, Psycho Sid versus The Undertaker, Undertaker won the title from Psycho Sid. The, the streak was only like two or three years old at that point, wasn't but it? But you started notice. No, no. The streak started, I believe, at WrestleMania 6 with Jimmy Snooker. Then there Taker's was... Taker's been around since... Now, Taker... WrestleMania 6 would have been 1990. Taker didn't get here till Survivor Series 1990. So it was was 91. Okay. So I guess it was 7 with Jimmy Schnooker and then the Giant Gonzalez. And then, like, it just just kept building. And Mm -hmm. by the time he got to WrestleMania 13, I started noticing that... I mean, the world didn't notice until... 10, his 10th win. Right. I started noticing with Psycho Sid because I'm like... So you were counting before everybody... No, I wasn't counting. I was noticing that Taker had never lost at WrestleMania. Just like, kind of like with Edge. With Edge, you notice... Edge never lost either. You noticed that Edge had never lost at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. But that was before he even said anything. Right. But I started noticing at WrestleMania 13 with Psycho Sid because Sid was coming in as, you know, the man. Who's the man? Who's the man? (laughs) Yeah. Giving the crowd pounds. He was the world champion. He was just he was just on a roll. Right. But I was like, man, Undertaker's never lost at this event. And I'm like, ah, it's not looking good. And I was a fan of Psycho Sid, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't looking good. Yeah. And boom, it happened. Right. Taker wins the title. 
Also, another great match at that one was Bretton Austin. That's Bretton the one Austin. that everybody remembers. Right, because that was uh, that submission match where Brett passed out, where Austin passed out on the sharpshooter. Like, they still use that face of Austin with blood going down his face and blood on his teeth to this Be- day. Yeah, because people know that once Brett has you in the sharpshooter, you're not going you're anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Nowhere. Austin was the first person. To try to fight out of it. He was? Like it cinched he, in? He cinched it in. And Austin, remember, he raised up. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's the face that he's using. He raised up and the blood's going down his face. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to push up. And everybody's like, oh my God, he's going to get out. Right, and he passes out from the pain. But he couldn't. Because right. once Brett has that thing in. You're not going anywhere. That, that is, is awesome. the master. Of the sharpshooter. Yeah, There's is. a reason why Bret Hart sharpshooter is infamous. Mm-hmm. It's because once he has that thing locked. That's it. That's ball game. I don't give a damn who you are. Even Yokozuna didn't get out of it. Like, you ain't going nowhere, player. That's it. Like That's one of the most lethal submission holds, in my opinion, of, of wrestling all history. time. Like Nobody else can really say once it's locked in, that's pretty much it. It's curtains, you know, except for Brett. Yeah. yeah. And then with WrestleMania 14, that's when the attitude started. Yeah, but that was when uh, Austin and Shawn Michaels were Austin and Shawn, DX was, was around. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, I wanted to, uh, I forgot about the return of the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania. Was it 11 or 13? Uh... I don't know. Against Triple H, because Triple H got smashed. I think it might have been 13, I'm not sure. But Trip got smashed. Right. The return of the Warrior was was insane. Uh, his his run was real short, but that return was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, 14, Austin and Shawn. Uh, of course, that's why I love Shawn Michaels so much, because you could see how much he was hurt. And even still throughout that pain, I remember that match. He still put on a pretty great match. Even, you know, with his uh, bad back and everything. And you can tell the the worst was when he was climbing up the top rope to drop the elbow. You could just see the pain in his face, man. Mm-hmm. He was so hurt. But yeah. his he's a man of his word. And he was like, I can carry you to Mania. I can carry you to Mania. Once I get you there, it's, it's all up to you guys. Mm-hmm. They put the belt on Austin. Bam, they were off and running. And off they go. They were off and running. Most definitely. And uh, by the time the next year rolled around, The Rock was a star. Yeah. But 14 was also Taker and Kane's first time. Yeah. Yes, it was. That was was a great one. That That was was one of the best storylines ever. Yeah. Because Kane will go out there and choke slam Taker and and tombstone Taker. And Taker still would not raise his hand to his brother. Like, that was a... a pretty interesting part of that story, I thought. The the one the thing that gets me was Kane was the first person really to kick out of the tombstone, and he kicked out of two of the mugs, mm-hmm. and almost kicked out of the third one, but just didn't get up in time because yeah. Kane would no sell the shit out of some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he was one of them guys that you were supposed to believe is impervious to pain, and he was back then. Yeah, like back then, because Taker dropped him on his damn head, dog. Yeah. Like so many times. <laughs> it was such a good story. The entrances were so great. Man, like Sean coming down from the rafters, 
take mm-hmm. her with the druids holding the fire. Like, man, it was, it's such a show. It's such a great show. Yeah, it is. And, um, it's it's just so many great moments, dog. So many great moments. Um, let's talk about our favorite tag matches. Okay. Uh mine would be the tornado the triangle ladder match at WrestleMania two thousand. Like at that point, you know, around the year two thousand or so, the WWF tag team division wasn't at its highest point, you know? Right. Like they, they had a couple cool teams, teams, yeah. You know, but those three teams, Edge and Christian, the Hardys and the Dudleys, they really did re invent, re uh, re uh, light that fire of tag team wrestling in the WWE, and that was one of those incredible matches, like that triangle ladder match. They were doing stuff that nobody had ever seen people do. Like that was the one where. Bubba's laying on the table and out in the in the rampway, and then Jeff goes up there and hits Swan Tom off, off the twenty the, foot off ladder. the huge ladder. Like that was the one where Edge, where they made the scalpel with two ladders in the table where they can walk across. Yeah, and, and they was, end up pushing Matt off right, the top of it, and then Matt goes Matt goes backwards to a table. Like those six men, they gave so much in those matches. Yeah, I feel like um, Edge and Christian and the Hardys really started mm-hmm. the focus on the tag teams because that ladder match at No Mercy uh, was it ninety nine? I think so. Uh, the the TIT the Terry Invitational <laughs> Tournament. Yeah, and then they get um, money and they get and her then they manager. get money and her as a manager, and uh, that's that's kind of what kicked it off because. Uh, they got a standing ovation at the end of that match because well, it w- and and it's still my favorite tag ladder match. I don't think anybody ever seen a tag team ladder match before, had they? Yeah, I don't think so. But yeah. it's still my favorite one. Yeah. No matter how crazy things get, no matter how wild things get, that was the original, and it was so good mm-hmm. that it still kind of outshines a lot of these ladder matches. Mm-hmm. But um, like it was. A whole lot harder to have a really, really, really great ladder match when all you have are the ladders. Yeah. You know, like in TLC matches, you had the chairs the and the tables. You know, you can make those crazy, insane spots using the chairs and the tables. But, you know, when it's just ladders, you know, really all you could do is just, you know, use the ladders as weapons or, you know, uh, do moves off of them. And exactly. And at WrestleMania 2000, they reinvented the game because TLC hadn't even been invented yet. Right. And they pulled all of that stuff out. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But um, I do have some favorite tag team matches uh, at all WrestleMania. Right. And mine's is also a ladder match. But uh, I believe it was WrestleMania 33. When the Hardys returned. Oh, man, that was awesome. That was great. <laughs> I <Yeah>. was not <laughs> expecting it. You had the line of the night that I night. Was, I remember that. <laughs> I actually had dozed off during the last He's match. sleeping. And, uh, I, but I could still hear everything that was going on. I wasn't sleeping, but I was laying, laying down. Your eyes were shut. Uh, I'm laying under my girl and... I'm like, oh, the New Day's finna enter this match or whatever. Because it was the Enzo and, Enzo and Cass, um, the Cesaro and Sheamus. 
and, and I uh, Luke say, Gallows and Carl yeah, Anderson. The good brothers. There. Yeah, they were in that match. And uh, I'm laying back, and they're like, there's another team in this match. I'm like, oh, uh, the new day. And they're walking down, and then the music hits, and I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. Like, he literally <laughs> sits up, like, out of like out of the dead or something, <laughs> and just, you know, bullshit. Yeah, you know, looking <laughs> at the shots, because Matt and Jeff, they had us fooled. Like, they because had, they, they were, right, fooled. they were in Ring of Honor. Right, the, the night, before, night before. Right, the night before, Matt and Jeff were in Ring of Honor with the Young Bucks having and having another ladder match at that. And they, it's so hard to you know shock us these days and fool us these days. But Matt and Jeff, they pulled that off. They did. Like props to the Hardy Boys. Not mm-hmm. only that, it was a great match. Yeah, man. it was a pretty great match. Yeah, Jeff gave us another one of those moments. Swat time off the ladder. The bar is on the outside, ladder mm-hmm. across uh, the ring and the barricade, mm-hmm. and he comes off the top, and I swear Cesaro took all of that. Like, <laughs> Cesaro's a real MVP on that one. <laughs> but, man, I, it, just that shock factor, it kind of took me back to being a kid again yeah. to where I, I was surprised, like, happily surprised i was so elated to see these guys and soon as the music hit it brought all the memories came flooding back of why i love the hardy so much and it was it was just such a great match great moment i love that i i love that my other underrated tag team match is two of the best teams going today the new day and the usos they were on the pre-show and um, well, you know, they had started with the uh, what was the hell in the cell at? Was that at the Rumble? I think that was at Hell in the Cell. New Day and Usos were at Hell in the Cell. Well, I think I believe the they were on a pre show and they put on such a great match that they started running with them. Yeah, it was a, I think it was the SummerSlam pre show that that happened. Did, did they face each other in Mania? I believe so. I, I don't think say... they did. I want to say that they did. I got to call follow you on this one, Art. Hold on. Flag I'm trying on the to play. think back because I want to say that they did. I don't think the new, the new Day and the Usos ever face each other at WrestleMania. I'm going to have to check check on that one. Well, fact but I think it. that they did. But, um, yeah, New <laughs> Day and Usos are such an insane team. Yeah, you know they were. Yeah, they are. And they had a great rivalry and everything. Yo, I'm about knocking them matches are And I can't wait till tomorrow to talk matches. about them again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to talk about everything awesome. that happened. It was incredible. All right, so, but yeah, you, uh, how great, about, we're going to move to the greatest women's matches. Okay. Because uh, uh, the women have been putting on some shit, and it has been incredible lately. And um, uh, my first one is going to be Trish and Mickey James. Mm-hmm. Um, Trish was such uh so over back then, and then Mickey James just came out of nowhere as this, as this fatal attraction Trish fan, <laughs> and acting all crazy and insane like she wants to be just like her and all that stuff, and they end up fighting at Mania, and the crowd just started turning on Trish. Yeah, All I of remember a sudden. this this match and this feud and everything. You know, I was a pretty big Trish Stratus fan at that point. 
And, you know, it took me a little while to get more warmed up to Mickey James. But, yeah, she was definitely pretty over back then with the whole crazy gimmicks that she had going on. Yeah. Yeah. And another one that I want to point out now, I don't know for sure if this was at Mania either, but I think it was, was the triple threat between Jazz, Trish, and Victoria. I think so. WrestleMania 19, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That match was crazy, bro. Yeah, it was pretty great. That's one of those matches that stands the test of time. Yeah, because it was, I think it's so rare to, it was really rare to have a really, 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 really great, great, women's great match. women's match, you know, back in that era because that was more of the, the, the Braun bo- panties. Yeah, Braun panties, booze flashing, bikini thing. contest, yeah, and but- it was all about looks back then. Mm-hmm. But these three girls went to work, baby. Yeah, they did, most definitely. They're all uh, pioneers for the women's revolution that we love so much today. Yes, they are. Like, that match is definitely one of, them match, one of them old matches that, you know, really makes you see what uh, women wrestlers can do, what women wrestlers can do. Back then, yeah. It's on you, bruh. All right. Uh, now, this one... This one might surprise you, but this is a moment in match. Uh, Charlotte versus Asuka a few years ago. Love it. I think that I was so... At this point, I was really, you know... I was, you was defeated. I, I you were defeated. Defeat. Hold you on, man. You were defeated. Between Shinsuke and Asuka, you were defeated. Now, what I was going to say is, at this point, you know... I was not a very big Asuka fan because she just come off of the NXT run. And don't get me wrong. She had a Asuka's 900 a great, plus win streak. Don't get me wrong. I think Asuka's a great talent. I was just, I guess, tired of seeing it. Defeated. And I would have literally cheered anybody who could break that streak. And Charlotte did. And she was my hero for that night. That was a moment. It was too, a great dog. match. Too. That was a moment because it was almost like Goldberg streak ending. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody saw it coming. Right. Everybody knew Oscar was going to do it because she had won the Royal Rumble. Right. The first ever women's Royal Rumble. Right. Right. Oscar won that. Oscar had been undefeated. She had tore through three separate women's divisions. Three by of that point. them. She tore through the NXT one, the Raw Women's Division at that time, and, and the SmackDown, SmackDown Women's, Women's Division. Division at that time. And I was just, I was kind of fed up with it. You like, were could defeated. Could somebody just end the streak already, please? It was the same thing that Shinsuke was doing. Shinsuke was tearing through everybody, and that was the he year. wasn't on an undefeated. Streak. That was the year of the Japanese, though, because Io Shirai. I mean. Kyrie Sane debuted and she won like the Mae Young's Classic. Like Asuka mm-hmm. won the Royal Rumble. Shinsuke won the Royal Rumble. They were like on a tear yeah. through the WWE. Yeah, they were. They were. Hideo Hitami had came around and he was tearing All shit great up. wrestlers. All great wrestlers. All Japanese though. And that was the year that WWE was turning Japan. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We just knew that all the Japanese wrestlers were getting these huge pushes out of nowhere. Finn Balor came along. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? From Japan. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were snatching up all the wrestlers from New Japan. Mm-hmm. And they were coming over to WWE 
killing people. They were injuring motherfuckers <laughs> left and right. They were snatching up championships. They were never losing. Like, and then WrestleMania came around, and we just knew that like, Shinsuke was going to be champ. Oscar was going to be I champ. I thought it was going to happen. Like, I was expecting both Shinsuke Nakamura and Oscar to walk out of there as their respective champions. You know, I I made my peace with it. You know, it's like, okay, this is going to happen. And there's not a lot I could do about it. I'm just going to, you know, I, I was preparing myself to see Shinsuke and Asuka walk out as champions. Right. And nobody was as red hot as Shinsuke at the time. True. That guy had motherfuckers playing guitar to his entrance. Everybody singing along. And him and AJ, you know, that was Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. Yeah. Like, th- that was and a dream match. they had fought in Japan before. Right, they fought at Wrestle Kingdom a few years back. Like that was a dream match in WWE, you know, at WrestleMania at that. At that. Yeah, and Shinsuke and Asuka lost and we couldn't believe either I one of shocked. them. I was shocked. I was I could not believe it. All right. Um let's talk about the great moments. Okay. Um Ric Flair's retirement, Shawn Michaels' retirement. Those are two of my favorite moments, tear jerkers, both of them, mm-hmm. but needed to be done, had to happen. Yeah, it was like really, really sad with Flair because Flair you was could, the you worst, could just see bro. how yeah. much it hurt Shawn Michaels to do it. Everybody like, in the crowd, you could tell by the look on his face, he did when not want to do When he went to go this. tune up the band and couldn't do it, yeah, and Flair's crying, saying, "Come like, on, he, he gets up on come his on, feet. you got to do it." And he's, he mouthed the words, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I love you. And then kicked his face off. Bang. Three count. Flair's man. That is, oh, still to this day. It, gives you, it just gives you goosebumps to think about it. To think about it. <laughs> Charlotte's in the crowd. Everybody in the crowd's crying. Sean's crying on his way to the back. Ricky giving us so much, and he was just... We all thought he'd just go forever. Nobody really wanted to see him retire. But you know, he was, was like, like 60-something at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, oh, my heart. My heart. Still talking about Sean or Rick or Sean Michaels? No. Both of them. Oh. Both of them. Okay. Especially with Sean, dude. Yeah. Sean and Taker had two of the best matches that in WrestleMania history. Like Ever. back-to-back, 25, then 26. You know? And the and, story behind the one at 26 was just the greatest. He was like, I know I can beat you. That was I at, know uh, that the I Slammies. And they started setting that up so early, like, Sean's going to win the Royal Rumble. No, he's not. He didn't. And then Sean's going to win at the Chamber. No, he's not. And then no, nobody. No. Remember, no. he came uh, under he was, the ring. He was in an elimination chamber, though, I think. And then he tries to win to get a shot at The Undertaker and then loses. And then... He just started attacking Taker. Right. No, I mean. He started. No, that's what I remember. I remember Taker almost winning the chamber and Sean super kicked him and stared at him. Right. That was that and, was getting to that. The Undertaker was defending his world heavyweight title in the elimination chamber. And then Sean comes out from out of nowhere, super kicks him. And then Chris Jericho wins. And now Undertaker's free to wrestle him at WrestleMania now. Yeah. And, and Taker's like. I want your career this time. Right, that was a pretty. He said, "If I can't beat you, I don't have a career." 
And I guess he didn't have a career because he, he lost. It was over. It was over. <laughs> but that interest, man, him coming down from the heavens. And that was the 25. Her, take her coming up from the bottom. Right. Man, I mean, man. Two of the best matches of WrestleMania history. Like, there's not a lot, we, there's not a lot more we can say about that. I can't I can't say any more about it because it still hurts my heart. <laughs> what about your moment? Two dude? of my favorite moments from the uh, modern era, because they both involve Edge. Of course they do. They do. <laughs> because one would be TLC 2 at WrestleMania 17. Yes, WrestleMania right. 17. Jeff's hanging from the titles, and Edge gets on top of the ladder, and spears Jeff Hoff. Like, that was just insane to me. My God, he's broken in half. That was a great match, but that spot was (laughs) just unreal. Like, they still show highlights of that today. And then my other moment with Edge was at WrestleMania 22, Edge and Mick Foley in that hardcore match. fire table. Good Lord, like, that's one of the most hardcore matches I've ever seen in WrestleMania. Like, three minutes into it, Edge goes to spear Mick Foley, who's wearing two shirts. Wait, he's wearing three shirts. He's wearing his black shirt, his traditional red flannel, and then a blue flannel flannel over that flannel. And Edge goes to spear him, and Edge is all hurt, and Edge is cut open, and... That crazy you-know-what had wrapped himself in barbed wire before the match. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then he he takes off the blue flannel, and it's just a red flannel, and you can see the barbed wire around his midsection. And then then he cuts the barbed wire off of himself, and he starts whipping heads with the barbed wire. And uh, that match was just insane. Like, it was hardcore to the bone. And the match ends with Edge spearing Mick Foley through a flaming table. Right. Like, that was crazy. I didn't know Edge could go that hardcore, but he could. What WrestleMania was that? 22. Also one of my favorite WrestleManias because of Sean and Vince. I was at 22, yeah. Like, Vince, I don't think Mr. McMahon gets the credit that he deserves for... These the matches. Good, these, good, these good matches you have. Like, like, all these matches, though, they're street fights. But they're always so great, you know? But guess who's winning against Vince now? Who? God. No, why would why you gotta go there? Because <laughs> he... Didn't God lose in the match? That, 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 was, that, that, that is one angle I would like to forget about. Please. Shawn Michaels and God. God won the rematch, Vince. <laughs> he's, he's costing you your money. Give me a break. All right. All right, bro. What's, what's your favorite WrestleMania moment of this era? This era. Uh, Rollins cashing in, no doubt about it. Like, like, okay, I went back and I watched this match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for that WWE title match. Like, that was a good match. Man, I like, saw that shit coming Rollins, from a mile away. The like, moment Roman got F5'd and Brock was still laying on the ground. I don't want to hear that. I don't no, want to hear I remember, you I remember we were sitting. We were sitting. I don't want to hear that we you saw this our, coming. Our bullshit. Bro, we were sitting calling it. in our living room. On Destrahan. I'm calling. And both of them were laying down. I remember Terrence was sitting next to me. I don't want to hear that. 
And as soon as they're you laying down, I it. said, oh, hell no. Oh, Terrence I was like, Bullshit. he looked at me and then Rollins' music hit. No, I, I mean, I didn't I didn't call it at the beginning of the match. I called it when it was happening. Oh, you, you always trying to act like you're so much better than everything on this show. And I don't want to hear it, man. That, that has nothing to do with being better. That's just knowing that what's about to happen. I highly, and I, at the time... You were the only Seth Rollins fan. I was the biggest Seth Rollins fan. Like, I remember at pay-per-views during that era, I would have the entire house mad at me. They're not even mad at Seth Rollins anymore. All the anger is directed towards me. Because <laughs> I had, I was the only Seth Rollins fan you in the room. You had all the Seth Rollins members. And I had to make sure he was widely represented. Like, if I'm the only one... I have to be the most vocal. I have to be the most... You know, I have to make sure that Rollins is getting his fair amount of fan support here. And Either way, shut the hell up. It had to be me. But anyway, yeah, like, that that moment was just shocking to me. Well, like, I got Nobody two. saw that one coming. I got two before we run that out of time. That was crazy. Um, Kofi Mania, one of my favorite moments yeah. uh, ever of this era. Number one, because... Uh, Kofi deserved it for the journey that he's been on. And number two, because this was going to be the first African-American WWE champion. I will give you the moment. The moment at WrestleMania was great. I'll give you that. It was. So, love that. Um, my second moment is the one that shocked the world. Taker and... Uh, the streak ending. The like, streak ending was fucking front page news. I, it's not every day something in wrestling transcends, transcends, transitions wrestling. You know, like a newspapers and on T and in the news and on TV. And we could not. I mean, I listen to The Breakfast Club every morning. And that's the first time that I can remember The Breakfast Club reporting on a match. Like, that shocked the world. The entire world. It's unbelievable. Um... That's that's probably the moment of all time. Biggest moment of all time. I'd probably give it to just to the streak myself too. Um, so it's crazy. Hey, we I, I don't even know what to say about it, but you know what it is. Um well, thank you guys for listening to our flashbacks on our favorite WrestleMania moments. I like this episode. I really like it. I love reminiscing. I could talk for another hour and a half about all the WrestleMania moments, but of course we can't get to everything. Yeah, we don't got that kind of time. We don't got that so kind of time. Show. Um, <laughs> Gunner, tell them where to reach you, bro. Uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook. Matt Lindsay 677 on Instagram. And it's R Dog one on Instagram, R Dog 3 on Twitter. And Arthur Quinn on Facebook. You can hit us at the Sons of Legends 21 at gmail.com. Tell us what you want us to talk about, anything you want us to discuss. Uh, if you want to argue, we can do that too. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening to the Sons of Legends, and we'll holler at you guys tomorrow. Oh, yeah. For we'll, our, be back. we'll be right back for our WrestleMania recap. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. See you along.